Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is awesome to be here with you. Awesome to be able to allow God to continue to work in and through us. Awesome to be able to experience God's presence and then to carry that into the world to make a difference in the name of Jesus Christ. And I am excited. I, I get a blessing every Sunday because I get to be your pastor, and it makes me, uh, it brings me no end of joy to be able to celebrate all that God is doing in and through us. I've said it in the past. I'll say it again. Uh, we're not waiting for God to do something special. We're living in a moment where God is doing something special through us, the people right here at Cassidy. So whether you're joining us online or in person, we're just excited to have you with us. If you're new here, we just wanted to say you're welcome here. We are excited that you have chosen to spend a portion of your day in celebration of who God is and all that God continues to do in and through us in this world. And so uh, thanks for joining us. We've been talking about this uh, worship series called Squirrel. Um, you got to say it that way. You can't just say squirrel. It's not as cool. Um, Pastor Suzanne actually bought, bought us these shirts. Um, yeah, that's why we're all wearing the shirts, because I figured Suzanne would hunt me down if I didn't wear it. Um, I, I walked in this morning, and I had a, a big hoodie on because it was cold outside, and Suzanne was like, you're not wearing the squirrel shirt? I was like, hey, take a, take a breath. Yes, I'm wearing the squirrel shirt. It's, it's awesome. It's, I'm so excited. Uh, if you are new here, you are uh, up here going, why is he talking about a squirrel? That's our current worship series, um, and the idea is this. Typically, we as followers of Jesus can be distracted by so many things, whether it's noise, that's what we talked about in week one, uh, impatience, we talked about that in week two, or dark, dark thoughts, or doom scrolling is a word we learned in week three. Um, whatever it is, we can allow those things to distract us from the one thing that's more important than all of those things, and that's Jesus. And so we want to adjust our focus and, and clear away the distractions so that we can be faithful in following Jesus, so that we can lean into the relationship that God has for us, so that we aren't running around chasing after things that don't matter, but instead we're pursuing the one that matters more than anything else, so that we can be difference makers in the world around us, so that we can carry Jesus' love into that world. This week, we're talking about something that truly, uh, every once in a while, I think the message is just to me. So uh, welcome to my, my, uh, my preaching to myself uh, that's going to happen. I, I am very high uh, on the achievement scale. So uh, according to Clifton's Strengths Finders, uh, my number two strength is achievement. I like to get things done. Uh, it's both a blessing and a curse because I don't like for things to not be done, especially if there's nothing I can do. I will lay awake at night thinking about how I could have done it uh, and had it finished instead of having it not be there. When I was a, a younger, playing video games was like this. Yes, I used to play video games. It's okay. Uh, for those of you that still do, I, I, I feel you. Uh, but play, I, I didn't like it to be unfinished because I, I would start a game and I was like, well, the story's got to go on. I got to find out what happens. I've got to finish it. Um, for me, this is uh, very high. And, and, you know, people say, well, how, how did you get that way? Uh, mine was because my dad showed affection by the things that I accomplished. And so I recognize that it's not born out of, out of the best situation, but that's how I am. And so for me, getting things done is something that I love to do. 
Now, this also tends to lead to doing things regardless of the motivation behind it. But since I got married, things have changed a little bit. Like, I'll do the dishes, and I'm like, honey, did you notice I did the dishes? I, I did the dishes. I'll do laundry, and I'm like, hey, I, I put away the laundry. Why? Because I want her to notice that I did these things. Um, we recently had some, uh, we, we decided as a family that our back deck is, uh, was, it was a wooden deck, and we wanted to replace that with a concrete slab so that then we could put a fire pit out there and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And so we, we spent some time looking at how we were going to do that, and then I ripped the deck off of the back of the house, and then I was miserable for almost six weeks because it took about six weeks for them to actually come back and pour it, and I was like, well, it could be done by now. It could be finished by now. I really want it to be done. Can somebody please come and do this so that it can be finished? Um, and truly. And once they finished, the worst part was then there's no stairs. So I had a 17-inch step out the back door, um, which is not a lot of fun when you forget you have that 17-inch step out the back door. So I, I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build the steps. I'm going to put them together myself. So the way that I do things like that is I ask everybody I know, hey, what would you do? How would you do it? Uh, because I, I, I quantify this as I'm an external processor, which means I just want other people to tell me what they would do so I can figure out what I want to do based off of that. So I asked a lot of people and, and put together the stairs. I just wanted you to see. There's my sta- Yes. Ooh and ah. All right. Keep it on. Here we go. Here's the thing that drives me insane about myself is I had to get these finished, and then once they were, Amy came home from a long day at work, and I sat on the edge of my seat because I wanted first thing to be like, hey, Amy, guess what I did? Guess what I did? I built the stairs. You should come take a look at them. Tell me how great they are. Pat me on the back. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. Like, I've turned into a dog. I don't understand it. It boggles my mind. I really, like, you you guys are like, oh, that's so cute. No, I'm serious. It's problematic. Sometimes I do things because I, I, I want to get them done. But more and more, I have noticed that I want to do things because I want other people to notice what I've done, that I've done a good thing. Tell me, tell me you, you guys were just applauding at the stairs. I was super excited. Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all don't get it. Amy, Amy sees the stairs and is like, yeah, those stairs are great. And I'm like, that's not the appropriate response. You need, you need to be more excited about it. Um, the, the reality is, while not everybody is an achiever, while not everybody wants to do uh, or, or feels so compelled or, or motivated to accomplish things, many of us are good at doing things for the wrong reasons. Many of us are good at doing things for more selfish reasons than for selfless reasons. There's this guy on the internet. Uh, I... This, this tells you, I watch his channel. Why? Because I think it's great. He goes to houses and he knocks on the door. He sees a house that looks like this with a bad yard. He knocks on the door and he says, hey, I would love to mow your grass for free. I'll take care of the outside of your house for free. No charge, no problem. Now he puts it on the internet uh, and does a fantastic job. Like before and after, you're like, wow, that's great. But what appears to be this altruistic idea, he's doing so that he can get some money. 
Like, he gets more money off of the videos that he's producing than he would if he actually got paid from the people that he's mowing their houses. And it's a revenue stream that stays there for a while. He's not doing this because in his head he's like, I'm going to do a really good thing for this person. He's doing this because I'm going to get paid from everybody that's going to watch my channel. And he says that. He's not being shady about it. And I don't think this is wrong. I'm just saying his motivation to do it isn't this altruistic picture that we might have of him. He's doing it because he wants to get money for it. Uh, my 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 uh, bonus son tells me all the time we need we need to get my junk hauling business on the internet so that we can have videos. Why? Because then people will pay for his videos, and he's like, it's another revenue stream. These this is the mindset that they have, and and while it's not a bad idea, and he's not being harmful. I mean, he does mow their grass and take care of their yard for free, but the whole idea for him is not because he wants to do it out of the goodness of his heart it's because he wants to do it because he's motivated by getting paid and that's the difficult thing because when we hear jesus talking sometimes it gives us pause and today is one of the most difficult statements that jesus says he says this be careful not to practice your righteousness your good works your good deeds in front of others to be seen by them if you do you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. <laughs> Ouch, Jesus, hit me where it hurts. Um, Jesus is saying you need to check your motives. What is it that motivates you to do things? What is the reasoning behind the choices you make? Are, are you making a selfish choice or are you making a selfless choice? Are you doing it because you truly love God and you love your neighbor as yourself and you want to serve them? Or are you doing it because maybe your neighbor will pat you on your back? Maybe your neighbor will, will lift you up. Maybe your wife will say, oh, good job, good job. <laughs> That's my big boy. <laughs> I swear, I feel like I'm 12 again. Um, Jesus continues, so when you give to the needy, he takes it to a place that's difficult for us. Um, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and, and on the streets to be honored by others. I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Uh, Jesus takes it to a financial picture. And one of the things we don't necessarily get is um, what Jesus is talking about. Because there has never been a time, truly, that you have given money to somebody and somebody started playing the trumpet, right? Uh, no, no, no trumpet sound, no, no big band, no celebration. Maybe, uh, maybe you've heard a little bit, but the, the, the majority of the things about giving, we, we don't get this. And so I wanted to unpack that uh, so that you would understand. When Jesus is talking about this, literally he's talking about when you give, you don't need to make a big show of it. That, we get that part. But when you went to the temple in Jerusalem, they had these brass uh, horns that are uh, like ram's horns. They go from the top to the bottom, and you would exchange your money into temple currency, which is coins, and you would take those coins and you would dump them into the horn. And there were multiple horns around, and the whole idea was it made this loud song, a sound, this cacophony of noise as you were dumping in. And the more money you were putting in, the more noise it made. And the more you could be like, yes, 
I am doing a good thing for the Lord, right? The whole picture is just this whole uh, self-praise or acclamation. And Jesus is saying, don't do that. Actually, there are some scholars that say that, that there was actually a, a horn that was played. If, you're, if your gift was magnificent, they would actually play the trumpet. I think this is great. If you want, I will play the trumpet if you make an absolutely magnificent gift. That's the whole idea that was going on. Like It was just ridiculous. But they were making a show of what they were doing before God. Jesus continues. He says, this is how we should do it. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that... Your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Here, here's the picture that Jesus is giving us. Don't seek credit for yourself. Don't, don't do things just so you get a pat on the back. Don't do things so others notice what you're doing. Do things because you are filled with love and grace, that you are sharing what God has already given to you with others. Don't do it so that others will notice what a great person you are or, or how magnificent your gift is because the reality behind this picture is that they were not giving but buying praise from men. And when we, when we do things just for the accolades, just so that somebody will pat us on the back, we're doing the same thing. We're not doing them because we are motivated by love and grace and hope for others. We're doing them because we want others to notice us. <laughs> if you ever, uh, there's a restaurant in, in Springfield. It's one of my son's favorite restaurants. It's Hoo Hot. Uh, if you've ever been to Hoo Hot, uh, it's like, it, truly, it's just a Mongolian barbecue, which is great. But you go and you pick out all your food and you put it in a bowl and you put the seasoning in it and then you take it to them and they cook it while you're there. But you get to the end and if you put a tip in, they come over and they ring the gong and they sing a song. Like it's, it's the craziest thing ever. I was like, does that, they, who, hot? And then they sing, it's crazy. Like if you really want to go and pat yourself on the back, go give them a tip. They sing you a song. The picture is, is so weird for us because we hear that and we, we're like, that, we know that that just makes us feel a little uncomfortable. Now they do it because it's part of the, the shtick of going to Huhat, but truly that's, that's the issue that we suffer with. It, it, is it something so that we get noticed, so that others are like, oh, well, that was, that was very magnanimous of them? right? That, that, that was exactly what they should be doing. Truly, that's the problem, right? This is what we should be doing, and we expect praise for what we should be doing on a daily basis. Uh, when my son was young, on Fridays, uh, I would take his sister to, to child care, uh, and then I would drive him to school. He went to private school when he was a little kid, um, and we would stop by Donut King. Donut King was, was a magnificent place um, because they had really long, long johns. Uh, and we would go there, and he would have chocolate all over his face. It was great. Uh, well, one morning when we were there, we were leaving Donut King, and the car in front of us pulled onto the road, and uh, this will tell you it was back in the day because their organizer fell off of the back of their car. 
Uh, it was a book that had all kinds of information in it and, and phone numbers and those types of things uh, back before cell phones did all of that for us. Uh, and, and I jumped out of the car with the intent that I'm going to grab this book uh, and then I'm going to find, you know, we're going to chase them down and I'm going to be like, hey, I've got your book. Uh, I didn't really think that through because I'm pretty sure if I'd have gotten close to them and I'm like waving them down, they would have been a little bit concerned. Uh, but fortunately for, for me, the situation didn't devolve into anything crazy. Uh, they, they went through a red light and I couldn't keep up with them. And so I, I handed the, the book to my son and I was like, hey, see if there's an address in it. And he looks and I can see him in the rearview mirror and he, he holds up and he's like, dad, we're rich. Because there was like $300 in cash in the organizer. And he was like, we're, we're, we are going to Toys R Us. Um, that was back when Toys R Us still existed. It was great. Uh, and so uh, he finds out that there, like he sees on the front, he says, hey, there's, there's uh, an address here. No phone number, just an address. And I was like, okay, we'll figure this out after we get back to work. Put it all back inside. So he puts it all back inside. We go, uh, I drop him off at school. I go to work. I go pick him up. And I'm driving home after work, and we, we drive to the address location, and I get out, and I go knock on the door, and this lady looks at us like, who are you and why are you here? And I said, hey, uh, my son and I were driving this morning out of Donut King, and we, we saw this fall off of, of your car, and we just wanted to return it. Is this you? And she was like, absolutely. I didn't ever expect to see that again. And she opens it up, and the first thing she does is look and see how much money is in there. <laughs> and then she was like, here, thank you so much. Take this. And was going to offer us like 40 bucks or something out of the thing. And I was like, hey, we didn't do that because we want this. We did that because I would love it if somebody did that for me. Every once in a while, even I get it right. And that's exactly what it's all about, is this picture of it's not about us. I didn't say, hey, my name's Steve, and you need to tell me how great I am for bringing back this book for you. Uh, I said, here, I, I would love for somebody to do that for me. And that's, if we take that seriously, if we live into that, that is exactly what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, hey, don't do it because you're selfish. Do it because you're selfless, because you're in service to others. Uh, and so throughout this entire series, one of the things that we've been trying to do is to recognize that sometimes when we hear what Jesus is calling us to, we're like, man, that sounds like it would be almost as hard as climbing Mount Everest, that I don't know how I can get to the top of that mountain to be able to live that way. And Jesus says, hey, take baby steps. You don't have to jump all the way in. You can take a small step in the right direction. And so what is it that we can do? What baby steps can we do uh, to do this? First is check your motives. Is my motivation for this selfish or is it selfless? Is it good? Am I motivated by love of neighbor, by love of God, or am I trying to get some accolades for myself? Am I trying to have somebody notice who I am? Um, and the reality is, if we take this seriously, it can change everything for us. Because then you start asking that simple question, why am I doing this? And then you have that long internal debate. Well, I'm doing it because I, I, I want Jesus to be seen or whatever it is. Uh, but you have that internal debate. And sometimes you're standing there and you're like, yeah, I'm doing this for all the wrong reasons. Um, 
The second thing is embrace a role of service for service' sake. Uh, this is the whole idea. Pastor Suzanne mentioned it before. The men's club, our men's group, the United Methodist Men, have started what's what we're calling two by two, mostly because it's one by one is no fun. Um, so it, two by two is two people will come to your house if you have something that needs done. Maybe it's you just need a picture hung. Maybe you need a light change and you can't reach it. Whatever it is. Maybe you need a new ceiling fan put in. Whatever it is, we have people that are like, you know, I could do that. I'd be glad to help out with something along those lines. Maybe you need stairs built. I know a guy. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. You don't want my stairs. You want somebody else's. It's good. Uh, and, and ask yourself, hey, what in this moment, what in this opportunity of service that I have, what can I learn from it? That's a, a new direction because what's interesting is when you serve somebody else, you get more out of it than if you were doing it for yourself because then you can see something that, that you maybe never noticed before, a need that they have or a blessing that they have given to you because you're able to serve them. Uh, and then choose service over accomplishment or accolades. Choose to serve because you love them and you care about their needs. Now, this is what Jesus is calling us to. Jesus doesn't say, hey, I want you to come into a new relationship with me so that you can do the same dumb things that you've always done. Jesus says, I want you to come into a relationship with me so you can come to life, a new life in me, and so that I can love you in a way that you've never experienced, so that I can live through you, so that you can love others in a way that you could never have imagined. Jesus calls us into a deep relationship so that we can be different, so that we can live differently, so that we can love differently. So the truth is, we need to embody the love of Christ in service to the world. This is what the church is all about. The church doesn't exist so that we can just hang out in a building and feel good about ourselves. The church exists so that we can go into the world sharing God's love and grace to everyone we come in contact with, for everyone we meet. And this can be really difficult but this is also what we're called to, to live differently, to live boldly for the kingdom of God, not so that we can raise our own banner high, but so that we can bear the banner of Jesus Christ and share his love with the world at large. Because the world is a broken and hurting place. And Jesus says, I love you to them just as much as Jesus says it to us. So let's be his hands and his feet. Let's love with a heart that Jesus has placed in us and let's be different for the, for the building of God's kingdom right here and right now. Amen? Let's pray. Holy One, we give you thanks and praise for the gift you give us in Jesus Christ, for the hope that you offer to us, for the way that you s surround us with your love and grace and transform us from the inside out so that we can be more and more like Jesus. Father, I pray that in this moment your Holy Spirit would be with us and you would empower us and inspire us to live boldly for your kingdom, to allow love of God and love of neighbor to be our core, 
so that we go into the world sharing your love with everyone around so that we do things not because we want others to notice us, but so that others can notice you. Help us in this moment and in every moment to embrace the hope and the promise of Jesus Christ so that we can share that love and grace with everyone we meet, everyone we come in contact with, everyone that offends us, everyone that agrees with us, everyone that is in this world. Let us love them the way that you love us, God. Help us in this moment and always. We pray this in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all of us agreed and said, Amen.